Hello everybody and welcome back to another Thoughts on Crosses podcast. I am your host, Cooper, and with me I have today... David, Chris, Elisha. And we have a special correspondent all the way from overseas. Leah from Canada. Woo! And today we're talking about news media. Public news media, like News 7, CNN, and all that good biz. ESPN. ESPN? That's sports, isn't it? Nobody watches it anyway. Some cricket fans. All right, let's get straight into the podcasting. Yeah, so first of all, I'd just like to say that the news targets a specific audience and tends to glorify and make heroes of people that don't don't need to be made heroes of or villains of people who don't need to be made villains of. That too. Kony 2012, and, never forget. Yeah, so basically... With um, because people are being made heroes of, people are going to be in a way worshiping these heroes in in the in the light that the media is portraying them, or hating them when they don't need to be hated. And um, I don't think that this is healthy, and therefore we should be steering away from the media for this reason. First of all, are you talking about celebrity culture, celebrity sport, politicians, anything that the media wants to pick on? Hold on, staying away from the media altogether, so you're against watching the news, listening to the radio, yeah. podcasting. <laughs> Ouch. That's a sudden blow for Goober. I'd say don't listen to the radio and don't listen to the news. Because you're trying to avoid other people's opinions? No, because when we podcast, we don't make heroes of any. Well. Yeah, like, if 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 somebody was to do something good, you know, like saving three kittens and a couple of kids from a burning house would you say that they that we're allowed to like say they are a hero like they have saved those people's lives they are good in my books you know they have some kind of commendation to them in a way they are a hero yes but it how is the media portraying that like um recently there was a guy who chased down a robber i think it was and he was in his boxes and the media went crazy at this yes. incident and he was the subject of many news reports and the way he was portrayed was not necessary and they didn't even have to report on that they could have just reported that a robbery was a robber was su- successfully arrested if they wanted to report on anything but in all they succeeded in doing was making this guy a hero yeah well it's come down to uh, social media a lot um news people don't read the news because they want to be informed they read the news because it popped up in their news feed and when i say news feed i mean facebook it popped up mm-hmm. in their news feed and they want to be entertained so they'll uh nine news will be reporting on a kitten who had a fun day or someone who uh got instant karma on the road one day something like that something that will entertain people mm. well if you ask me, the like the media has always been like trying to trying to sell itself, like whether that's you know through Facebook or you know trying to sell the the um, the actual physical newspapers back in the day, um, like you try and catch the eye with the the headline, like that's that's what the point is. So like you are trying to interest people, and pr- definitely more so today than uh than before but you do you do still need uh 
the media to re remain informed about things. And you can, you can demonize uh, the media, certainly lots of people do, um, especially Mr. Trump nowadays. But um, you, you do, it is a vital part of a democratic society, if, if, you, ask, if you ask me. Well, it's interesting that you say we do we do this kind of uh, making fun of people journalism nowadays more than um, the years of old because there was a massive time in the world in the first world war or the second world war where there was a thing called yellow journalism where newspapers would print out um, just these articles these horrid articles which would just berate these political figures or these like the warheads and stuff like just trying to get people up in arms about it it was called yellow journalism because the newspapers of the time were trying to get the um, newspapers out so fast that they would use this really low quality paper which would have this yellow tinge to it so like back then there was such like there was no there was no like borders uh, where journalism couldn't cross or like the news couldn't cross but nowadays you have the government which is like the government has gotten really strict on this and then like you still have free speech in America and stuff so what is the role of the media supposed to be in society like yes of course has a government but they're also the medium through which um, they're also the medium through which all this huge overload of incoming news and stories is channeled and filtered uh, into a form that the public can actually understand it in a brief amount of time, relatively. Sorry, are we talking about the ideal role of media or the role of media as it is in society right now? The theoretical concept of the media, not not necessarily ideal, but like, what's the purpose behind it? Well, to let the public know what's going on. But isn't the public able to do that themselves? How? If there's no media, yeah, how like do you know what's going on? Yeah, like around the world internationally, you would have no idea what's going on in America unless you had somewhere, at, unless you, I, like if there was no one person who would themselves go over to America, get that news and then come back with it, which yeah. already in itself is somebody who, you know, it's a news anchor. That person is somebody who's bringing you the news from mm -hmm. their perspective, granted, but unless you want everybody to have that independent ideas you'd have to have everybody getting together and then shipping like their every single individual in australia with their own ideas shipping them all over to america to fill themselves in with what's going over there and then come back and then you'd also have to have people you'd have to allow uh public access to things like things um like the white house uh interviews and stuff where they have that uh <coughs> the president up on a mic and then they have a closed room full of people from the news kind of a thing you'd have to have like a big enough room for everybody in australia or and all over the world to go in there witness themselves what's going on and then make their own ideas off of it if you didn't have news media aka it's impractical yeah what are your thoughts on that but isn't the news picking out the wrong villains and the wrong well, it can, yes. And does. Well, we're just talking about what the point of the media is. And you're right, it is to inform people. Because, uh, like, I think that was Cooper said, um, 
you you can't you can't just ship everybody out to America to find out what's going on in America. They look like, like even anyway. even not with that attitude. They tried to ship us over to Australia. It worked. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you, Cooper. I'm the only criminal here. That's the point of the news, though, is to let us know what's going on. Yeah, it's to bring everybody up to speed. Exactly. But doesn't that give like a huge amount of power to the people who are portraying the news to the public? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, like, ideally, uh, news should be unbiased. And of course, you know, people have emotions, so it's it's not going to be totally unbiased, but that should be what you're striving for. And frankly, people generally do a terrible job of staying unbiased. And there's editorials, of course, but just in general. I guess why that's the point of having multiple news sources. So when you read up an old event you are, and it's something you're interested in, generally you'll look at as many news sources as possible. Mm-hmm. But the common man doesn't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah true. That's... Oh, no, but then um... a lot of... Just sorry for interrupting, but when you're reading the news, often it's not something that interests you. It's not something that you need to know about it. And if you get the facts slightly wrong, it won't matter. But if it's something you want to get the facts straight, you will research it. Sorry. Go on. No, that's that's okay. Just a few words about, like, um, multiple news sources and, and, and getting your facts from multiple situations. I always, I always get a little bit annoyed when people, um, uh, you know, w- with, with, with a, uh, a massive conservative uh, bias, just have nothing but glowing praise for, for Fox News. Because even though, you know, their bias is, is quite frequently one that I, I agree with, not always, but, but frequently, um, I think it's an absolutely atrocious news source just because that bias is so uh, horrendously blatant. Cuba, Trump and... impressions go. I have, oh. I have actually, like, read up a bit on American media, and I have seen the biases the biasness that goes in there like you even have um news news uh, stations that are like completely hosted by um different races kind of a thing and that already creates like an entire different bias of its own i think in australia i'm not sure what the um equivalent is over there in Australia, we have ABC 24, which is 24-7 news, and it is as unbiased as it gets. It's just the news. It's just the giving facts. you what it... Yeah, the straight facts. They're really good. And of course, they're going to have uh, pieces where it's um, they have their own point of view, but that's just to give people a little bit of an ethical like stance on the situation if it's hard to grasp what's going on in that situation. Especially if, like, some really vague morals are being put in uh, to action there. Yeah. What would be your most unbiased thing in Canada, America? Um, I would say the National Post, but David might disagree. No, I agree. I love that newspaper. Same. Okay, good. Apparently a lot of Americans uh, go to Russia today. Not to get an unbiased... Um, news source, but, you know, just to get the other side. Yeah, I heard that too, actually. And it seems to be a very, very good one for, like, actually getting the facts straight and not having a blatant bias. Like, of course, it has a bias, but I've heard that story from multiple people as well. Trump impression is, but I completely... 
But we don't go there, remember? Yeah. Hey, I didn't bring You can up. go there. <laughs> go there in a different episode. It's such a long topic. Yeah. <laughs> and one that I am very... Uh, yeah. Like, I don't... I'm not bored of Trump because I dislike him. I'm bored of Trump because I like him. But everybody doesn't like him. So it's very tiresome to be a Trump supporter nowadays. Well, I wouldn't say I'm Trump just... supporter, but like... Trump liker. Yeah, Trump, Trump, aiter, you know, aight, he's aight, he's an aider, I'm a Trump aider, okay. Okay, stop saying that. Yeah, well, ABC24 is, it is a pretty good news source and I do kind of like reading or, yeah, that that's all articles and, yeah, reading, reading the ABC reports that go out even though they can be quite lengthy. Um, but things like 7 News, 9 News, all of that, you get the 6 o'clock report and there's like basically no news worth listening to. Unless it's really massive. Unless there's like a tsunami that you might want to hear about. Yeah. In which case, it's probably hit or your terror radio. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know my... Go. Sorry. I was just going to say like sometimes... Um... Like I I go to my my grandpa's place for supper and then he always he's really big on on watching the news on on TV and the news right right before right before supper time. I just find that you know there's not a lot of substance there, there's not a lot of what's actually going on. Just yeah, and mostly that's, things I don't really care about that much. Yeah, and that's my point. Like you, the news nowadays, you get uh, we have the six o'clock report, and it's some tradie gets killed on the workplace and like we don't really need to hear things like that other than the fact that maybe the trade agreement needs to change somewhat but that's that can just be trickled down to the businesses and then the businesses can just hear that in their brief reports that they get in the morning the nation doesn't necessarily have to hear that on their six o'clock news what's interesting what's Topical. What's relevance? Yeah, relevant needs to be reported. Well, it's not like amazing things are happening every day in all sort in all corners of the world. Well, then you don't well, have to report every day. Something, something like tradies. Well, listen to the news every day. I don't either, actually. But something like a trade. There's getting... actually. Sorry, you go ahead, Leah. Okay. Um. There's actually this one time. Um. On the BBC, where there was just one 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 day and they all they had to say was there is new, no news today thank you and then they signed off and that was all all that there was of the news i should i should find that that back yeah but that's bbc they're english they're classy they actually do that <laughs> yeah the english care a lot yeah great home homeland the mother country <laughs> the queen's the queen's lovely abode mm-hmm. but like an example of what you gave, Chris, like of the tradie being killed or something, that might be significant for a lot of other tradies because this might set a precedent for other trade agreements with tradies in the future, for example. So for to certain groups of people, it might be significant, not, not necessarily the whole nation. But to get relevant news that's relevant for the whole nation, you're not going to have that regularly. You're not going to have that monthly even necessarily. Yeah, right. Oh, most trade businesses will have a report which they get emailed to them from the trade office or trade agreement yeah. every morning or weekly and if there's an accident and something that's going to affect their personal business and something that they're going to change in whatever policies they 
have, then something like that incident should just be included in that report, I believe. Yeah, but if this is the most I... relevant piece of information out there for the day, and it affects a wide population of different people, or a wide population is interested in these matters, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting point. Public interest, because what is the public interested? And if the public's interested, and it's newsworthy, and then you just get celebrity gossip all day, which is what mm -hmm. the front page of news dot com is. Sometimes or MSN news. I talk to. Sometimes you end up talking to like these like hopelessly idealistic people, and they're just like, I don't know why the news is always so negative. Why it's always always news about sad things. Like we should have more news about happy things, spread positivity. And I'm like, the happy stuff is is not news. And also, there's far more of the uh, not so happy slappy stuff that you know you actually have to hear. So that always really kind of bugs me. And you meet a lot of people like that. Variation. Sorry, what? She said happy slappy. Ah, oh, happy slappy. Okay. I've never heard happy slappy. No, happy slappy refers to some of the... Uh... I've heard of happy clappy. Yes, yeah, but happy but clappy is used in... Uh... The churches. Yes. Yeah, I've never some, heard of some happy of slappy. Uh, it seems like two churches. very different things. Don't worry, yes, I, don't, I, don't, I don't keep up on Canadian uh, slang either. It's yeah. okay. It's like Why happiness. is everybody so confused by this th by this phrase? No, Cooper is. I'm no, confused. I've never heard it. It just seems like two very different things. Happiness and, you know... Slappiness. Physical... All right, Cooper. No, we're on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving physical, on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Trauma. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> blunt trauma. <laughs> I didn't say happy bludgeoning. That'd be <laughs> blunt trauma. Well, yeah, fair enough. Where were we? Happy domestic dispute. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> we can arrange something. So, what do you think about this sort of um, thing where it's like five people, uh, Mr. Chris? What do you think about this sort of medium where it's five different people all with the same kind of uh, worldview? Yeah, same background, same worldview, I would say, but they still have different opinions. Like, we can't trust anybody on their opinions, not really even ourselves. We, we can't trust ourselves to look at something and, like, take it in for what it's actually worth. We just take it at face value and then add our own little filter to it. So what do you think about this? Five of us getting together. One of us could have gotten, like, come here in person, but couldn't. Like, I'll cut that out. That was useless. Going <laughs> uh, on so many tangents. What do you think about I'm this sorry. kind of a medium? A podcast? A, a, um, a friendly discussion between five people? A debate? A, um well-sanctioned, well-mediated, very well-mediated debate. <laughs> well, first of all, and Elisha mentioned it previously, public opinion is a pretty big thing. And a lot of people have very strong opinions on a lot of things. And, for example, things like homosexuality. Um, false dichotomy. Not false dichotomies. <laughs> you just don't understand. Sorry, that was a joke. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, someone has is of the opinion that they are not their natural gender, so then they support gay marriage, they support homosexuality, and all of that things. And then if you point out to them that no, you can't change your gender because it's not biological, then they go, "Oh, that hurts my opinion, and I'm offended." We just have to. When you're in a room with someone. You're going to have different opinions on some topic or another. It can't be avoided. So when we go out there and we're talking to people, 
we have to go with the view that there's going to be different opinions and we have to agree to disagree on those different opinions. Well, I know for a fact that I would disagree with uh, some of you in the room on, on certain topics, probably definitely. I know, I know I disagree with David on a bunch of things. So it's not just, you know, out there is where people disagree with you. I think it's okay to disagree with people. It is okay. Of course it's okay to disagree with people. And it doesn't really matter if you get offended. You're not going to wake up with leprosy in the morning. Well, hopefully but, not at least. But if you, go, if you go forward with the view that, yes, we are going to have our disagreements and don't fixate yourself on that on those disagreements then it's okay because you're still going to be able to have a healthy relationship and no one's going to get leprosy. Sorry, how's this relevant? I'm not 100% sure. Well, opinions, public interests, and ah, okay. coming into like the media, uh, having people of different opinions coming together and discussing like what we're doing here right now. Okay, cool, got it. But should we be watching or listening to or feeding off the media to get our opinions? Like, no. I mean what other way to, is there to do it? Well, I mean, you can form your own opinions based off of the straight facts, but a lot of people... Where do you get the straight facts? Where, Again, where, that's where what is, the Where is facts.com forward slash straight dash facts? There is okay. no such thing. I'll watch, I'll create it. No. Well, of course <laughs> not. Yeah, um, they're, then they're going to be from your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter, they're called straight facts. No, well, they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're straight facts. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but again, this is why, why the news is supposed to be un unbiased. And again, people do a terrible, terrible job of that. That's why, you know, it's useful to get your, your uh, news from multiple sources or, um, and just try your best to see all sides of the story and form your own opinions from there. Like, you still got to think for yourself. Yeah, and news companies can't help that. I mean, they, they can't... They, they only have one opinion, and they're going to present that opinion. Except for the fact that they have hundreds of staffers, so theoretically they should have a wide pool of opinions. Yes, but the thing is, they can only, they're only going to put out that one report. So, But that one report is not yeah. one man's or woman's opinion. Generally it is. Well, Normally it is, Mostly, yeah. yeah, that's yeah but... one journalist who wrote it. Generally, because if you work for a company, you're going to have to support that company's ideologies. And if you if you put forward a report to the editor and say, I want to publish this and say that the news agency is left-wing and you're right-wing and your report is absolutely right-wing, he's going to go, no, I'm not publishing that. Yeah, but like going through the publisher and the editor means that you have at least two people's opinions who are more or less being balanced out in this one article, at least somewhat. No, because he's just going to go, no, I'm not publishing that and you won't have a job anymore. You yeah. write stuff that I want to be published. But for stuff that is published, it has to go through at least one or two other people. I'm not sure what the exact process is, but you don't just have someone writing an article and publishing it on their own. You have it going through several different people who edit it so that it's not just one person's opinion necessarily. I've talked to to journalists and sounds like from the for the most part um they actually are supposed to be competent enough to edit their own stuff i could be uh getting the wrong impression from the people i've talked to but um the the editor is mostly the one uh compiling and filtering the stories yeah but we're talking about um matters of uh opinion that's the wrong word 
bias. Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying that you know it's not like it's a mingling of those two viewpoints. It's mm. either you know you're in or you're out. Fair enough. Also, biasness itself is very biased. Like, um, we're biased. We're very biased. Would you say we're biased? Everyone Chris? is. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's. Yeah. You can't have a report but without in bias. Our, in our version of our worldview, in our faith, we say that our biasness is um, correct. It's... We believe um, our bias be the right bias. Yeah, exactly. And well, everybody thinks... Every, yeah, everybody thinks... else is going to think that their bias is the right bias. So yeah, it's that's very, how opinions work. So you can't just say like, um, all right, uh, seven news... You're not allowed to have any biased stuff unless it's a Christian bias, unless it's like Lutheran bias, because then you can have it. But if it's any other bias, it's not allowed. I think that bias is very much needed. Like we have to witness this bias in order to be able to rebut it and fix it, basically. Fix, kind of, you know, like be able to help sort it out. Constructively modify. We actually need to know what the what other people think in order to... Um, be able to attack well yeah because attack opinions change you should be exposed to other opinions in order to learn and grow yeah like would it be better for the um like seven news let's say or uh cnn was it or sure fox news sorry fox news let's say fox news instead of having their views so public you know like their their viewpoints are very you know you can clearly see it Instead of having that, they're actually very secretive. They're very subtle about their viewpoint. Do you reckon? Which one do you reckon would be better if they were to be to unbiased? To, I'd uh, say to be unbiased. But I think an extreme would be better. Like to be extremely biased, because then people can see it um, and not be as like they can see that. Obviously, that's bias. No, uh, but if you have their way. bias coming through very strongly, continuously, and you actually follow. Seven News or Fox News, then the more and more you're confronted with that, with that you're going to end up believing what they're saying and you're going to be conforming to their bias rather than your bias changing their bias. We're reading the news. We don't have any way to change their bias. Yeah, especially if you're just like scrolling to your news feed and you just see that every day. You're not actively analyzing it you're just getting it shoved down your throat yeah you know there are i um in canada there's a, a news well not really a media source but anyway it's called rebel media and it's basically an extreme right-wing oh. conservative yeah i know it's disgusting but anyway it basically like tells these stories of especially like muslim immigrants and also like the lgtbiq community being really oppressive to other people it's it's very aggressive um it shoves it down your throat and yes, they're right, and a lot of the time I do agree that it's not right, but they're just extremely rude about how they shove it down your throat. Like Westboro Baptist? I I wouldn't be able to tell, but probably, yeah. The problem with Westboro Baptist Church is that we actually agree with them. No, we don't. Well, We agree with what they're saying. Not... We don't agree with how they're saying Yeah, it. let's have that discussion another time. Then why'd you bring? <laughs> Good point. But um, that that's kind of like highlighting what you were saying about the extreme, like ha making sure that the media source is very extreme in their bias, that you know exactly what they're yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. That's a problem like, you'll get then. I I I I um my, some of my favorite uh 
news reporters, you know, um, journalists are very extreme in their view and they, they are greatly hated by a vast majority of people, but it's because they like don't try and, you know, make it light and fluffy sugarcoat or it. yeah, sugarcoat it or like try to make it for those kinds of people that they disagree with. And it's very obvious, like uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh yeah. Or um, Ben Shapiro. Yep. Those ki- those kinds of people. But I find that really, really interesting and actually a little bit hypocritical because if you look at, you know, uh, a news source that is very clearly skewed to the left, I'm guessing you'd probably be like, oh, no, they're wrong. You know, that's that's terrible bias. But, you know, you look at these, you know, like the Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, Ben Shapiro and people like that, but you just say, you know, oh, they're not biased. They're telling it like it is. And I think that that's, that's wrong. You can't have it, you can't have it both ways. You can't judge one person for the same thing that, you know, the other person is doing. Yes, but I think that when someone with a right-wing bias is watching or listening to right-wing journalists, they're still aware of that bias, but they just give them more credibility because they agree with what they're saying. Therefore, they're more likely to actually... Uh, so to speak, internalize a content as opposed to with a left-wing source where they would... This might sound wrong, but because it's discredited in their own opinion, they don't really accept it. Positive bias, yeah. You believe what you want to believe. Well, is it a good yeah. thing? Well, you tend toward... Yeah. You... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the only reason you respect them is because you happen to agree with their blatant bias? Well, it's not, it's not a matter of respect. It's a matter of accepting what they're saying. You see, the thing mm. is, as Cooper said earlier, bi- blatant bias isn't bad as long as... It's our blatant bias. There is no. Sorry, go on. No. Well, I sorry, I I very much disagree with that. I think that you know, you should you should be able to be unbiased and let people develop their their own opinions, deliver just the facts, unless it's it's the case of an editorial, which is a little bit different. But um, so you can't you know highly respect somebody just because you happen to agree with them and then you know when there's a highly biased left-wing uh reporter you you don't respect them them at all the respect is a very uh we've used this word in conversations before um and people's ideas of respect are very they're, they're quite different to other people's ideas of respect um like we were it's is is this respect out of like uh courtesy like out of courtesy you're going to listen to what they say or is it respect as in like you you um agree and you like have a strong opinion that these people are right because like respect is has two sort of different definitions that sort of um out of courtesy you are going to listen to them or out of love you um you yeah kind of love kind of a thing mm. yeah kind of admiration adam, yeah so we use admiration the word, kind yeah. of a thing yeah, yeah admiration, okay, admiration that's a good word you you yeah you see this in a positive light so which one is that okay let's go with like because you can admire someone who is i i think just respect in the classic sense like you know not that you like them not that but just that you know you see what you're they're doing as a journalist and you can have respect for that. I, I don't I don't know how else you could say that. That you know you you do have some admiration for what they're doing even if even if you don't agree with it. 
Yeah, I don't think you need to agree with someone to respect them. No, definitely. So it's courtesy respect? Yes. Okay. So out of courtesy, you should um, listen to people, basically, is is respect. And in a civilized manner, respond. Like not not shoving your own opinion down their throats or, or using very strong and opinionated language, right? yeah go ahead my question is oh sorry my question is would you have um the same respect for you know i'm not i I can't think of any uh uh particular names off the top of my head but a a highly um left-wing biased uh reporter would you have the same uh sort of admiration uh for somebody like that just for you know telling it like it is and not worrying what what the other person, uh, what what their opponents have to say, which is what you said you admired in, in in the right wing uh, reporters, um, do you respect them for the same reasons? Have have that same admiration? Because again, I I think you can't have it both ways. I think out of courtesy, I listen to both sides. But out of like admiration and respect, I listen to the um, extremists. Uh, extremists, you know, the people like Ben Shapiro and Milo Yiannopoulos and who aren't even that extreme. Anita Sarkeesian. Yeah. Anita Well, she's she's somebody that I don't um, admire, but she's somebody that I respect for out of courtesy. Yeah, because either way, if you're extreme left or extreme right, it takes guts to be extreme. Yeah. Unless you really, mm. truly believe it. Well, but even then... I think everybody really, truly believes their point of view if they're trying to report on it. So, except that not necessarily big. all reporters report in the exact manner of their own own opinion, because they realize that if they use certain language or use certain content, even they're going to get fired. True. And that's that's also a bit of a sense of professionalism, because you're not going to go out there as a journalist and say exactly what your own opinion is. You're going to try and make it as unbiased as possible. Well, ideally. But being, well, Leah, correct me if I'm wrong, but being a professional journalist does not mean that you take the news and portray it to the public in your own specific opinion. Well, you shouldn't, but people do. Yeah, but is that considered professional journalism? Um, by many people, it still is. Like, you look at some of the news sources today and, like, what's what passes for journalism, I think, is atrocious. But I personally, and I think, you know, people shouldn't have any respect that well the thing is there's that you've got two things one you've got the facts and you've got the opinion which is the way someone will view the facts and someone's opinion will always be compatible with the facts but people's opinions will not be compatible with each other so when someone presents their opinion they're presenting the facts as they believe them does that make sense yes but even in presenting facts there's a bias yes yeah and that you're, you're turning the facts into your opinion so when you're delivering a news report, you're trying to deliver the facts. And by definition, you are delivering an opinion. Yep. But you can you can limit that, definitely. You can try. Yeah, I've never... Like, what's, what's the closest thing to factual um, reporting, like a website that reports facts? I haven't come across well see media... how about sorry go ahead <laughs> media sources usually have a mix of both opinion articles as well as s- straight facts if you want to put that in uh i guess quotation marks but 
like on National Post, for example, I'll be reading through and I'll read maybe three or four articles on a good day. And one or two of them will be a straight reporting of the facts as, with as little bias as possible. And other ones will be heavily opinionated ones. So newspapers have a mix of both. Mm. I don't think, I'm not sure, but I don't think a lot of the big media sources are are exclusively one or the other. No, and that's that's okay, just as long as it's clear that it's an opinions thing. Yeah. Called an editorial. Thank you. All right. We have 10 minutes left, so. Okay. How about... How about we... Um, I need to turn my mic on first. How about we all go around the circle and just, like, if we have any closing points, point them out? I don't have any, so... I'll move straight on to David if you have any closing points. Hold on. I'll do it proper. Okay, we're about to wrap this up. Um, let's just go over some closing points if we have any. David, any closing? Uh, well, read with the sermons, first of all, and listen. Um, Sorry, what? I didn't quite when, get that. When you're reading the news or listening to the media, like, of course, there's going to be biases. So read or listen with the sermons and be aware of the bias. Oh, discernment. Okay. Why, why do you think I said the oh, sermons? Oh, I thought you said uh, the sermons. Oh, that's the sermons. what I heard, too. Yes. Read, the sermons. read the sermons, too. <laughs> read the sermons. With the sermons. Yeah. Read the sermons with the sermons. There are uh, there are biases in sermons, people. Yeah. Fun fact, mm-hmm. I was poking around in the Rockingham liturgy room, and they have an emergency sermon. Just Yeah, everyone's history has that. Yeah, well, I learned. <laughs> that's so funny. Is it a sermon about being prepared? No, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry for that. Just... No worries. Um, well, any any person who likes to consider themselves capable of forming their own opinion should, of course, be careful not to just blindly accept whatever is thrown at them by whatever uh, journalists. I mean, yes, we all have a favorite journalist, but even then we should be careful as to what we blindly accept and what we even somewhat question or think about. Yeah. All right. Chris, any closing statements? Uh, yeah, um, David has said some pretty good points and I think today a lot of people have lost the ability to critically examine anything. So people are listening to the news and whatever the news portrays in whatever way that's at face value, that's how they're taking it. No one is critically examining anything anymore. Um, So I would strongly advise you to, if you don't have this ability to critically discern, then just stay away from the news. Yeah, and don't read the news on Facebook. Or don't go to <laughs> Facebook to get your news. Well, mm. I, hey. Sorry. This is closing statements. I was going to say... <laughs> David I'll, has some more closing I'll cut statements. This, I'll cut this bit out, but um, no no rebutting during closing statements. Otherwise, we'll just make another podcast episode. Well, maybe you wanted to clarify something. Yeah, true. Did you want to clarify or did you want to well, rebut? No, I'm just saying, sometimes, depending, again, which pages you're following, Facebook might be... At least a decent news source. Yeah, but I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about uh, following pages. I'm just okay. talking about what pops up in your news feed. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. it's all popularity pay, based. People can pay uh, for advertisements that'll pop up on other mm-hmm. people's news feeds. True. Yeah. My okay. apologies. Okay. Ding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just doing an apology count for the Canadians. <laughs> what are we at so far? Seven, I think. Oh, that's it. Oh Shame. no way. Shame. Oh. Are you gonna guys gonna apologize for that terrible score? <laughs> We should, but we're not yeah. going to. Oh, I was going <laughs> to. Sorry for being so rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Elisha, any closing Those statements? Those are my closing statements. Those are his closing statements? Um, and Leah, a foreign correspondent. Okay, well, all right. Well, I don't really uh, have or want to say anything more about uh, uh, the media. So if I could just get a little bit sentimental for a second. I have really enjoyed talking with you guys over the past little while uh, on, on, on the, the chat group online and um, now on, on the podcast. And so I just like to, you know, you don't get to talk. Um, Dave and I had been talking about this. Like you don't really, it's hard to find people in Canada who um, maybe just in our circles who are just uh, willing to talk about the deeper things. And so it's been really, really enjoyable talking to you guys. And I, that's, that's, that's just about it, I guess. Yeah, funnily enough, the person who started off all of this uh, conversation, the person who even inspired this very podcast that you're listening to, we did actually steal him from Canada. It's uh, one of our Canadians friends who move over here, and he started talking about all these deep and meaningful stuff, and then he actually brought these kind of conversations into our life. So funnily enough, uh, I think we stole that conversation starter off of Canada. Sorry for that. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, David's that, just extra special. Copyright. Stop it. It's not copyright. It's copyright. Tchaikovsky, yes, it is. No. All right. How did you know from that distance? And on that bombshell. Okay. And on that bombshell. Tchaikovsky, Romeo and Juliet, in case you didn't know. Uh, top Gear. Good piece. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. I was your host, Cooper, and with me I had today... David. Chris. Elisha. Leah. Thank you very much for listening. You can listen to other podcast episodes on our website, which is what you're listening to right now. And you can email us at tocqna at gmail.com. That's N is an N, not lowercase. Yeah, it's T N. Wait. What is it? T O C or T N C? T O C Q N A. All of those were letters. T-O-C-Q-N-A, six letters, and then at gmail.com. Please email us. I've had two emails, and one's from my mum. Yeah, the other one was from Leah, wasn't it? The other one's from me. Yep. So, yeah, if you email us, we'll get you on the podcast. That's, well, except my mum. Okay, so when's your mum coming on the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening. See you guys later.